Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to KMOX. Uh, Brad Young in with you this evening. And uh, speaking of having a point, my goodness, uh, I've, we've gotten a lot of texts in this evening, and I've tried to uh, to respond to some of those as quickly as I could during the break. But thank you for those texts. And as you've heard me say many, many times, this is what makes this show and and talk radio different from any other medium, from any other media that you know of is that it's interactive. You cannot text Joe Rogan, have him respond to your questions. You can't uh, interact with a streaming program. You can't uh, uh, call into a podcast. You can't do any of those things. But that's what makes this different. And in speaking of that, I wanted to mention this because since, since last week, I've had a lot of people text me and email me that George Soros is now an investor in Odyssey. And what happened is, you've probably read the stories, Odyssey went into a what's called a pre-planned bankruptcy. Lots of companies do it, where you it's already pre-packaged, everything's done in advance, and it's simply run through the bankruptcy court to get the bankruptcy court's approval, and then you're out. And in fact, I think I read today that the bankruptcy approval has already been tentatively approved. But the idea is to reduce the debt load. And apparently it's been reported, I don't know this to be a fact, but that uh, George Soros-linked investment group has bought some of the debt and is now an investor in Odyssey. And, of course, the people who texted me and emailed me said, great, you know, now George Soros is going to be uh, controlling what you say, Brad. And I, I just want to point out how ridiculous that is. That anyone, when I when I put together this show, and it's always been the case since I've been at KMOX, no one tells me what to put together. I put together the show. I choose the topics. I choose the guests. No one tells me what to do. No one tells me not what to do or what not to do. Uh, and that's not going to change regardless of who might have bought the debt. And my response to those folks has has been uniform from this perspective. I am no fan of George Soros at all. Uh, if you look into the history of George Soros, he's destructive politically. He's destructive economically. I mean, he single-handedly 
20 years ago, forced England almost into a near recession because of the way he was manipulating the currency markets. And that's how he made so much money so quickly in something that's called arbitrage. Google it. You'll see, I'm not making that up. That's not an urban legend. That's a fact. And George Soros single-handedly funded through his institute, single-handedly funded uh, the takeover of the circuit attorneys and prosecuting attorneys in cities across America that's resulted in giving us these amazing things like Kim Gardner, uh, the amazing prosecutor like Alvin Bragg in New York, the amazing prosecutors like the one in Kenosha, Wisconsin, two years ago, who let a person out on bail with no bond, no responsibility, let him out on his own recognizance, and he drove a car into a crowd of people at a parade and killed and injured and maimed dozens and dozens of people. So I'm no fan of George Soros. But what my first thought was when I read that story was this. George Soros is good at making money. That's what he does. And then how he chooses to use that money is in ways that I completely disagree with. But he's good at making money. And if George Soros and his organization thinks that investing in, a, in an organization like Odyssey is a good investment, then to me, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because I agree that, that this is a good medium. The way that talk radio has been branched out through apps and online media presence and podcasts, this is a good business to be in. And George Soros realizes that. And even though he and I would literally disagree on everything. In fact, I don't even think he and I could agree that today is Wednesday. But other than that, it doesn't bother me that he's sinking money and has bought debt and is now, uh, to some extent, financially connected to Odyssey Nationwide. So if you've thought about that, there's the answer. And if you want to send me an email about it, listen, I'll give you my email address, my law firm's email address, B Young. That's the letter B, Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L. Send me an email. I respond to every single email that I receive during the week. Uh, one person, before we head to a break here, one person texted in and said, so the next time that Cory Bush is in the news, what is X going to report? Well, I don't speak for all of X. I can only speak for me because I, that's all I do is put together this show. But I can tell you that I will continue to, to, to point out how Cori Bush is bad for America, bad for St. Louis. Uh, she was one of only two individuals in the Congress who voted against a bill in the House that said Hamas is a terrorist organization. She voted no. Hamas, who killed Israelis, captured Americans, some of our fellow Americans are still being held captive to this very day in, in Palestine, being held in the Gaza Strip, and Cori Bush thinks it's okay. She would not even call that terrorism. She attacks the Second Amendment. She attacks the rights of Americans to protect themselves, and yet she herself, she herself has spent, I believe the number is somewhere uh, in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, including paying her own husband 
to be a security detail and carry weapons. So she has plenty of security, but she doesn't want you or me or anyone else to protect themselves or to protect their families. So, no, if you ask about Corey Bush, all I can tell you is when I'm on the airwaves here and at your service, I will continue to tell you the way it is, regardless of who has bought any of the debt uh, in Odyssey. Got a couple of other uh, texts coming in. Thank you for your program. Love what you're saying. Thank you very much. I appreciate all of those accolades. I really do, uh, because that tells me that you're listening and that what I'm saying rings home to you. And if you'd like to call in, love to hear you. 314-436-7900. And uh, speaking of the right to bear arms, when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you how the Hawaii Supreme Court thinks it's more important than the U.S. Supreme Court. And we're going to talk about temp tags next. Camelax. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Matt Pajeski, where did you find that song? I've never heard that song before. It was written by a guy named Steve Earle, and then this uh, this was the cover by Waylon Jennings. Ah, never heard that. The, the devil, the pistol is the devil's right hand. That's is that right. that's yep. what it was? Wow. Well, that that's really surprising coming from a writer of country music. I mean, <laughs> it was. Wouldn't you expect the opposite? I think he's saying his mom disproves of the gun, so he came home from. Oh, okay. Gun and his mom said that the, the the pistol was the devil's right hand. Oh, but obviously uh, Waylon Jennings or Merle Haggard wouldn't yeah. agree with that. No, I think they were very pro-gun. They were, they guess. were very pro-gun. Well, I want to mention this, and then coming up in the next segment, I'm going to talk about temp tags. So stick around for that, because I've got a lot to say about temp tags and things that are going on in Jeff City. But I, I, I tease this, and I want to get to it, because... In 2008, in 2008, the Supreme Court, in the case of District of Columbia versus Heller, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the idea that the Second Amendment applies to individuals. And it's not hard to figure out that it would. If you look at all of the first nine amendments, not the 10th, but the first nine amendments all apply to individual rights. They do. And so there's been this theory for years before 2008 that that the Second Amendment only applies to the forming of militias. It doesn't apply to an individual right. Well, that 
issue was resolved in 2008 uh, in the District of Columbia versus Heller. It was also uh, it was upheld, I think it was like two years later in a different Supreme Court case, and as recently as 2022 in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, the Supreme Court once again upheld, and I'm quoting, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, unquote, extends beyond the home. So not only do you have a right under our Constitution to own a gun, you have the right to keep that gun at home, but you also have the right under certain circumstances to have that gun with you when you leave the home. Now, the court has made lots of, of it's called dicta, D-I-C-T-A, and that's a fancy way of saying we're going to explain this in more detail. And there's a lot of those explanations that even specify that that right is not unlimited. There can be limitations placed on the right to own or use a gun. There can be limitations placed on how you use it, when you use it, and circumstances when a gun is owned, carried, or used. It's just like there's restrictions on free speech. Just like there's there are restrictions on uh, free freedom of expression, freedom of the press, there are always certain restrictions, but the rights remain. Why do I? Why am I on this tangent? Well, this week, the Hawaiian Supreme Court literally tried to overturn multiple Supreme Court decisions. They held as a matter of law just this last uh, within the last week. The Hawaii Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment does not apply to individuals. It only applies to the forming of a militia. And essentially what the Hawaii Supreme Court did, Hawaii, of course, is notorious for being extremely liberal, very, very left. And they held, what they did was, is that they took what's called the dissenting arguments in District of Columbia versus Heller, going back to 2008, they took the dissenting view of the justices who disagreed with that holding, and the Hawaii Supreme Court basically incorporated that into a unanimous or a near-unanimous holding this week in finding that the Second Amendment does not, does not uphold an individual's right to own and keep guns. And the Hawaiian Supreme Court said that the laws of the state of Hawaii Essentially, Trump—and no, I'm not using that term for Donald Trump—but Trump are have more importance than the decisions of the U.S. Supreme Court. And the reason why I found that interesting is because certainly when you had a situation where in what's called the Dobbs decision, where the U.S. Supreme Court stated that Roe v. Wade is overturned, that there is no individual right to an abortion. The Supreme Court did so in the Dobbs case last year on the idea that there's nothing in the Constitution that involves the right to have an abortion. It doesn't exist. It was an invented right in Roe v. Wade in 1973. And the left went crazy. The left in this country, the pro-abortion crowd, went crazy when the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade. But now we have something, and before I move on to that, or move on to a different idea, at least that was a situation where the Supreme Court said, you know what, we got it wrong back in 1973. We got it wrong, and now we're fixing that decision. But it was from the Supreme Court. 
Of course, when I've had uh, liberal attorneys who have questioned me about that analysis, I always do this the same way. And I, I'm really shocked that lawyers fall for this, uh, this cheap argument tactic. But here's the tactic I use. I say, oh, okay, so you believe that the U.S. Supreme Court can never reverse itself. Is that your position? And they say, yes, yes, the Supreme Court can never reverse their position. Okay, well, how about the U.S. Supreme Court decision, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, that upheld basically the right to slavery? Plessy versus Ferguson said the right to be separate but equal. And it took the Supreme Court 50 years until Brown versus Board of Education to say separate but equal is discriminatory. And I applaud that decision from Brown versus Board of Education because, in essence, the U.S. Supreme Court, in around the turn of the century, legally legislated from the bench and said that slavery is okay. And it's obviously not. And it was obviously unconstitutional to say that separate but equal, it may have been separate, but it was never equal. And so it permanently or tried to permanently make African-Americans into second-class citizens. And it took Brown versus Board of Education to say, no, you can't have two water fountains, one for blacks. You can't have two different theaters, one for whites only and one for blacks only. You have to have a theater. And if you're a citizen, if you're a human, you get to come to that theater, regardless of race, creed, color, or ethnicity. That was the right call. So the Supreme Court can reverse itself. But here in Hawaii, we have a situation where the Hawaiian Supreme Court says, we know more than the U.S. Supreme Court. We can overturn the U.S. Supreme Court. And they did so virtually unanimously. So I hope that the Supreme Court gets the intestinal fortitude to take that case, to hear that case, and to reverse that decision so that Hawaii can understand that you know what? You are part of the United States and you're bound by decisions rendered by the U.S. Supreme Court. Hey, I got to take a break here. When we come back, temporary tags, temp tags on the cars. Charlie Brennan, I, I texted him so many times over the years of pictures of expired temp tags. <laughs> and I've kind of I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to I'm going to carry that mantle of broadcasting against temp tags because they hurt all of us. Well, there's some bills in Jeff City to reverse this. We'll do a deep dive into those bills next on CamelX. Welcome back to uh, At Your Service, CamelX. Thanks for staying up late here. I've gotten... A lot of text tonight. Uh, in fact, uh, during the break, again, I'm, I'm getting carpal tunnel. I'm uh, I'm typing so much. I wonder if I can file a workers' comp claim against Camo X. I don't know. I better look into that. But <laughs> Brad Young with you this evening. And I wanted to mention temp tags because do, do temp tags, expired temp tags, do they aggravate you as much as they aggravate me? I, I mean, they just aggravate me. And I'll tell you why. It's essentially an in-your-face way of saying, I am so important that I don't have to pay my taxes. You do. Hey, Brad, you're a schlub. You have to pay your taxes because you've got a license plate, uh, but I don't have to pay mine. So I'll let you, Brad, you pay your taxes, and everyone else who has a valid license plate, you pay your taxes, but I'm special. 
I don't have to pay mine. So I'm just going to drive around, flaunt the law, not pay my taxes, and I'm going to count on the fact that cops are not going to pull me over and do anything, anything about it. And that just makes me angry. It makes me angry that you bought a car and you think you don't have to pay the taxes on it. I do. Uh, but then again, I'm the guy that paid off my student loans and other people don't. So, um, I, again, I guess they're saying they're better than me because I'm an idiot. I paid off my student loans. Took me 10 years, but I did. And and it may have taken you 10 years or longer to pay off yours as well. But this Tag issue just drives me crazy. And so I keep track when I'm driving around <clears throat> as to what's the oldest. And so far, the oldest that I have personally seen that's expired is two years. That they've been driving on this thing for two years and not paying the sales tax on the automobile. Now, I don't know if you've seen older. Uh, I like to play this game, again, of, of what's the oldest tip tag. So if you can beat two years, either call or text and tell me about it. But in order to combat this problem, and it is a problem, it is a problem. In order to combat this, in Jeff City, there have been at least two or three bills that have been filed in Jeff City. We don't know that whether they'll get passed whether it goes to the governor's desk, we don't know. But the bills have been filed, and there are hearings scheduled to discuss them. And here's the three different ones, and I would certainly like your uh, your input on this. The first one is a bill that's filed by uh, a Democrat, Gretchen Bangert. She's in the uh, Missouri. She's a Missouri state representative, Democrat from Florissant, and this bill would bar automobile repair companies from doing any work on a car that has an expired temp tag. So right now, if they take their car into Dobbs and get their car fixed at Dobbs, Dobbs would say, eh, I don't think I can fix that car. It's got an expired temp tag. So according to Representative Bangert, uh, she said that it would it would basically empower mechanics to to, to – not disable cars, but to not fix them. So if they're not operational, they couldn't be repaired. And Representative Bangert uh, from Florissant, she's a Democrat, I love this bill. I think it's a fantastic idea. And she even talked to mechanics in her area, and she reported that mechanics in Florissant are upset that they are really perpetuating this in-your-face tax scam of not paying your taxes because they are enabling cars to drive when the owners are essentially flouting the law and saying they're too good. They don't have to pay their taxes like the rest of us have to do. So mechanics are in favor at it, in favor of it. And one mechanic said, and I'm quoting here, he's a mechanic. He was quoted in this post-dispatch article and it says, quote, I get uncomfortable working on these cars because I feel like I'm contributing to a crime. If this car goes out and kills someone because I put a battery in it, then I'm an accomplice, unquote. I thought that was a very mature and reasoned opinion on this, that they don't want to contribute to individuals committing a crime. Keep in mind, under the law, a conspiracy to commit a crime is a crime when you conspire or assist or enable someone else in the commission of a crime. So while I'm certainly not advocating that we go and arrest car mechanics who repair cars, I'm not suggesting that. 
All right. But if you look at it from his perspective, he sees correctly that when he fixes somebody's car and they have an an expired temp tag, he's aiding and abetting them in the commission of a crime, which is not paying the sales tax on the automobile. I think, again, that's a reasoned perspective. There's another measure put forth by Representative Brad Polite. He's from Sedalia, Republican. He's, he's put forth a bill that would allow police officers to stop someone solely to determine if their temporary tags are current or they're expired. Now, this gets into a different legal area here, and it's going to require a little bit of explanation on my part. And that is something called a Terry stop. Going back to 1968, as I recall, the U.S. Supreme Court dealt with a case called Terry versus Ohio. And in that case, the Supreme Court wrestled with the idea, what level of crime or belief that a crime may have been committed is required for a police officer to stop a vehicle? Remember, the police have to have a reason to stop you. If you're driving down the highway, the lights go on behind you, you pull over and you say, yes, sir, officer, or yes, ma'am, officer, what's the problem? They say, oh, no problem. Everything's fine. You weren't speeding. Your car looks good. I just pulled you over because I just want to see if you're committing a crime. That's a violation of your rights. You have rights um, under the Fourth Amendment against any type of unreasonable search and seizure. And so uh, you can't do that. So in 1968, the Supreme Court defined what is required. And it's called a Terry stop because the case was called Terry v. Ohio. And in that case, the Supreme Court said that it is acceptable. It's okay for the police to stop a vehicle based upon, and here's the quote, reasonable suspicion of involvement in criminal activity, unquote. That's the level that's required, not not proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which anyone who's ever watched Law & Order knows that phrase. That's what you have to have to be convicted of a crime. But in order to be have your car stopped and to be questioned by the police, it's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt. It's not even probable cause, but it's what's called reasonable suspicion. Let's apply that to this area. Let's apply that to what we're talking about with expired temp tags. If someone's driving around and they're on they have an expired temp tag, is there reasonable suspicion that that person has committed a crime? Absolutely. They've committed the crime of not paying their sales tax. It's no different than if you went into say Walmart and you bought I'm going to make something up. You go into Walmart and you buy a leaf blower. That leaf blower costs 100 bucks. There's a 5% sales tax, so on a $100 purchase, you owe $5 in taxes. If you throw a $100 bill on the counter and run out the store with your leaf blower, you're going to be arrested, and you're going to be prosecuted. And your defense would be, well, the leaf blower costs $100. I paid the $100. How can you arrest me? I paid what the leaf blower costs. Aha, but you didn't pay the sales tax. And you would be arrested for running out of that Walmart with a leaf blower, even though you paid the $100 price tag because you didn't pay the sales tax. How is it any different? If you buy a vehicle, they give you a temp tag and you never pay the sales tax. How is that any different 
than the example I just gave you where you run out of Walmart with a leaf blower and you don't pay the sales tax and you're arrested and prosecuted for shoplifting. How is that any different? 314-436-7900. Mike's been holding. Hey, Mike, welcome to Camo X. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, yeah, about uh, over a year ago, I guess, my uh, daughter bought a, uh, a vehicle and they gave her a temp tag. And she ran past the uh, the due date, and a St. Charles County officer pulled her over and said, "Your temp tag is is uh, uh, expired." And she says, "Yeah, I gotta gotta pay the taxes." He said, "Well, this is what I do. I take that." He ripped it off. He took the temp tag off and said, "You need to go get your taxes paid. Period. That's all there's to it." So, um, and what do you think of that, Mike? I mean, is that I know it's your daughter, and I'm not trying to to pit you oh. against get someone else at Thanksgiving and make it uncomfortable. But what do you oh. think of that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If I it was a police officer, and I see him all the time, I'm you know I work up in North County, and, and not pointing at North County, it's all over the place. Sure, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and I think an officer should be able to pull pull somebody over and go up and say, "Your temp tag is expired. Rip it off. You know, I'm going to register." this uh, number as a expired temp tag and guess what you got to go get your taxes paid otherwise we're going to keep pulling you over and we're going to keep giving you citations exactly and because when you bought your car mike you had to pay the sales tax right absolutely sure you did so even though it's your daughter you know um she she does i'm sure she's lovely bright intelligent great member of the community but she has to pay her taxes just like the rest of us. And and she did. That, Very that, good. That, that, that just put a spark in her little uh, tail, and she went out. And <laughs> she said, uh, Dad, I got pulled over, and I got my temp tag torn off. And I said, what does that tell you? I got to pay my taxes. I said, absolutely. Wow. What do I need to do? So I helped her through that. And we Very good. Got it done. She got her She got her license, and uh, paying insurance is another story, but that's a whole other subject up all together. <laughs> it is. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling in this evening. Appreciate it. All right. Like your show. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you. Hey, I've got some folks holding on the line. We've got to take a break here. So stick around during the break. We'll be back. What do you think about temp tags? You think it should be enforced? Should cops be able to pull people over like Mike just described to make them pay the taxes that you and I have to pay like everybody else? 314-436-7900. Stick around. We'll be right back local news and information direct to your smart speaker. Just say play KMOX. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Fighting the law here with temp tags here on KMOX at your service. Let's go to the phones. Kelly's been holding for a very long time. Hey, Kelly, welcome to KMOX. Good evening. So my question about temp tags is this and correct me if i'm wrong in the state of missouri don't you have to have proof that you've paid your sales tax in order to register your car and to get your to get insurance you have to show proof of ownership i know to get insurance i i am not sure as i stand here as to whether or not you have to have uh the proof of the sales tax being paid uh, in order to register your vehicle. I know it doesn't matter with insurance 
because insurance only cares that you own the car, not that you pay taxes on it. But I'm not sure about the registration. I see. Okay. Well, I, the oldest I have personally seen is 2018. So that's been a year or two ago, but 2018 oh. was the oldest I've ever seen. So wait, so a year, <laughs> t- this is great, Kelly. So a year or two ago, so you're talking like 2022-ish. You saw one from 2018, so it could have been four years old? Yes, and I I was thinking, okay, we've had COVID, people are unemployed, you can't get to the DMV, but I thought 2018 was pretty ridiculous, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that meant they were they were not paying their taxes before we even heard of COVID. Exactly. Oh, that's crazy, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you well, listen. Thank you keep for taking my call. Oh, sure, and you keep watching those tip tags and keeping track. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Kelly. Have a great night. Uh, hey, Bob. Welcome to Camo X. Yeah. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Hi. So I re- I thought that they made a decision that these dealers were going to start dealerships were going to start collecting the taxes. Well, when you b- purchased a car, did that get changed? No. Here's what the law is on that. I do know this because I, I did look into this today. The, the law of Missouri allows dealers to roll in the sales tax into the car loan. And that is permissible, but it's not required. So what happens is, and this, and this is understandable, okay? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I understand it. But when, when the, the car dealerships want to sell the most expensive car possible to the purchaser. And so when someone walks into the car dealership and says, well, I can afford X number of dollars a month. Let's say it's, I can, I can afford a car payment of $400 a month. They were, they're going to get that most expensive car that they can sell that person for 400 bucks a month, but that doesn't include the taxes. So if you roll the taxes into that purchase price, now that $400 a month goes to $450 a month or something higher than 400 and then the person says, well, I can't afford that. So while, while the law of Missouri is that car dealers can do that, they're not required to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, we, we actually just bought a car recently, and they, you know, I asked about that, and I thought it was still in the process of being you know, litigated or they're trying to come up with a bill to decide on these dealers possibly collecting that money because we have a temp tag currently. But we, we live in South City, and we see, you know, two, two-year-old two temp tags all the time down here. Two-year-old temp tags. Wow. All, all, the, all the time. Seriously, and all so, the time. All the time. And we've seen, I've seen people, uh, I saw somebody posted on social media that uh, a temp car was, you know, temp tags got in a car accident. And, you know, I mean, just the liability behind that, it's, just, it's, it's infuriating. You know, these people are driving around, like you say, illegally. And then they get in a car accident, and then you wonder, do they have car insurance, and and on and on. So, well, I think you know the answer to that. They probably don't. And right. and you know the way that people get around that, Bob, is that they buy they buy car insurance that only you only have to have it for thirty days. You pay it on a month on a monthly basis, and then once you do whatever it is you need to do to demonstrate to the state of Missouri that you have car insurance, then of course you just let it lapse, and that's what people yeah. do. And and that's and that's bad too. But it but it's not just so in your face when you see that temp tag that's two years old. What comes to your mind? Oh, I get super frustrated about it. I actually we actually drive a, 
a fairly old car. And, you know, it, it doesn't seem obviously fair if someone can go out and buy a car and they get, don't have to pay the taxes on it. And you're sitting here, you know, struggling and getting by and trying to drive an older car to be responsible. So, Well, what do you think about this, Bob? Well, I got you on the line. What do you think about this idea that this bill that's been filed that would prohibit car dealerships and auto repair dealer, auto repair facilities from performing work on a car that has an has an expired temp tag. Do you like that idea? I kind of like the other idea better. I think it would just be better to let the police be able to pull people over Mm -hmm. for this. And yeah, I mean, the mechanic idea isn't terrible idea. I think, I think it could work. It might help, but I think if people are driving around with temp tags and they, they'll probably find a way to keep their car on the road and get it fixed somehow and skirt the law. I think, I think we just need to have police officers pulling people over for this. That's, that's a great idea. I agree with you completely. Tear tear the tag off and and make them go, (laughs) you know, and they get pulled over again, then they get another ticket and, you know, continue to write them tickets every time they get pulled over, I guess. Yeah. And then they'll collect them like, uh, uh, like Christmas cards, you know, they got, got to have 50 of them. (laughs) Hey, Bob, thanks go. for calling in this evening. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good evening. You too, sir. Thank you. Uh, I will mention that in Jefferson County, I read this today, in Jefferson County on February 2nd, uh, Jefferson County had a vehicle registration task force. And, uh, Bob, if you're still hanging on, go ahead and hang up. Thank you. Uh, they had a vehicle registration t- uh, task force that in one day, listen, this is in Jefferson County, in one day, they wrote, they did 656 traffic stops and issued 286 citations for expired plates, gave 356 warnings, and wrote 80 tickets for insurance violations and seized 57 license plates that were either on the incorrect vehicle or were expired. Did you hear those numbers? Those are massive numbers, massive numbers. And that was just in one day, in one day in Jefferson County. That's what happened. I know that St. Charles County and the city of St. Charles has taken a very hard stance on temp tags because, you know, at the end of the day, not only is that uh, is that in your face and someone saying, listen, I have to pay my taxes. Why shouldn't you? But there's a greater issue at play here. And that is, what does that money go for? When you pay for those license plates, that money trickles down into our communities. It helps pay for things like street repairs. Well, not street repairs, but highway repairs. It goes towards the state funding. It helps to go and eventually trickles down into our communities. I mean, those tax dollars are important to communities. So when people are driving around with their expired temp tags, they're not only saying that they're better than you because they don't have to pay their taxes and you and I do, but they're also saying, I don't really care about my community. I don't care that my community is missing out on tax dollars because I would rather drive around in a car that I can't afford. That's what they're saying. And to me, that's insulting. It's narcissistic and it damages our communities. And from the looks of the texts this evening and the calls that we received, I think you agree with me. And I'm glad that you're listening here on Camo X tonight. Coming up in just a few minutes, right after the top of the hour, 
you'll be hearing from the best of the Dave Glover Show. I got to be on Glover earlier this week. It's a lot of fun. So stick around at 10 o'clock on X for the best of Dave Glover. I'm Brad Young. I'll catch you next week right here, X. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.